You're listening to BSRN, Box Studios Radio Network. And now it's time for another Power Play Post Show interview exclusive. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. We've got a great guest for us. We're very excited to actually get to talk to him um, about some very important stuff on and off the ice. And uh, he comes to us from the Binghamton Senators, um, and he is uh, forward Hugh Jessamine. Hugh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we talked to you about four years ago, and kind of glad to get to talk to you again. Thanks. It's great. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's uh, great to be back on the show. I, I do remember our last time we talked, actually, so uh, it's great to be back. Yeah, you were with Milwaukee at the time, and uh, I think that that's a little bit after you uh, had left the New York Rangers organization and gone over to Nashville's organization and played with Milwaukee and whatnot. That was the last time we talked to you. But you're, you're now with the Binghamton Senators, and it's one of the smallest markets in the American Hockey League and obviously playing within the Ottawa organization. Um, can you can you tell me a little bit about first of all your so far how people have welcomed you um, to the Binghamton area and uh, did you even know any of the players you know coming into the season? Um, well, yeah, actually, I knew uh, uh, one guy, Pat Canoni, because uh, we just briefly skated uh, you know a couple weeks before training camp. But other than that, I really didn't know anybody uh, anybody in the organization, uh, you know, uh, players or staff. So. It was a completely uh, fresh um, scene for me. Uh, you know, obviously, just coming off uh, a year where I was uh, in Abbotsford and in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not afraid of uh, adjusting to new surroundings. And, and actually, I think I'm pretty good at it. And so, I think uh, just looked at it positively that you know it was a great opportunity to meet new people. And, and, I, and so far, it's been a success. The guys here are great, and, and, the, and the staff, the coach is. Uh, yeah, Coach Luke has been great for us, uh, so it's been just a great experience so far. I'm really happy. Now, you're obviously still even a little bit close to home. Now, um, I remember the last time we talked, uh, you're, you were born in New York City, but you kind of moved out to Connecticut and everything, so you're still kind of close to home, uh, you know, being here in Binghamton. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, one one other thing that is, is, is obviously nice, which I, 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 I sort of... I underread my mind, but I, it, it's, I'm pretty fired up. My dad's going to be coming to the game this weekend. I don't think I've had my dad come to any of my games in, in a long time since I've been uh, over three or four years since uh, I've been out out west. Um, he travels a lot for work, so he's a busy guy, and he's you know he's made, he made a couple games in Milwaukee. But I'm um, really excited to have you know my family come to games, and and uh, and obviously just being close to New York City uh, and close to you know close to home. My grandparents live. Uh, uh, at our house now in Connecticut, so I'm, I'm excited to see them when I get the chance. And, and obviously, just being in the state of New York when the Yankees are in the playoffs, that's kind of nice too. So that was uh, enjoyable. And being 
in the state of New York for the New York Giants football games. Those are also fun as well. <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you're, you're obviously I can tell you're a Giants fan. You're, you're a Yankees fan. You were, you were drafted by the Rangers and got to play in that organization for a while. Is it all New York for you? And, and there's no, no wrong answer there. I mean, if you're a New York guy, that's great. I mean, it kind of leads us into talking about the Sandy Relief and everything. But you really are a New York guy. Yeah, I, I, I look at myself that way for sure. And, and yeah, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm actually, I, I don't, I don't not like the Jets and I don't not, not like the Mets. In fact, I'm quite interested in both. You know, I read New York Post every day and I just, you know, I think I always find interest in, you know, reading up on the teams and I just prefer those, you know, the Giants and the, and the, and the Yankees. But, uh, no, I, I definitely look at myself as, as a, as a New Yorker and, and you know, I lived there in the summers like the last three or four summers so um, I've just uh, embraced you know the fortune being from there and the opportunity to be there in the summer and I just love you know as you see from you know unfortunate occurrences like Sandy you see people together and that's obviously why you know, we, we decided to get um, you know that, that thing going as a down there because uh, you get to see it in person, and, and that was, uh, you know, it was it was a it was an eye open experience for us, and but it was good to be a part of it. Now, obviously, uh, you know when when. They, they knew the Superstorm was coming up and everything. And, uh, and obviously you and, and Pacanoni and Thomas Everson have, uh, you know, connections to that area. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, personally, my wife and I, we, we, uh, vacation in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey every year. We're there like two or three times a year. And uh, we, we love that area of the Jersey Shore a lot. And, uh, we, we were watching it. Uh, I'm sure you were watching it as well, and so was Tom and Pat. What were your guys' conversations before kind of Sandy kind of took place? Well, before Sandy took place, it was it was um, I think you know I was just making sure that I I was pretty worried about my family to be honest because I remember last year and Irene we kind of dodged a bullet, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, we got pretty lucky. I mean, I was, I was, I was in Connecticut for Irene last year because, uh, you know, for whatever reason. And so, um, I, I remember feeling pretty fortunate and I just kind of had this weird feeling that this one was going to be a little bit worse. Um, and so I was pretty, uh, I think before I you know, before Sandy, you're just making sure that, you know, you, you, you know, yell at your grandparents that they can't leave the house and stuff like that. And you're going to be real hard on your family and make sure they don't try to do anything too brash. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to be around, so I couldn't really have, I felt sort of helpless. So I think uh, each of us just wanted to, you know, protect your own and then, uh, and obviously see how I see, see what happens and see, you know, where, where the storm came through and, and how everything panned out. But yeah, I guess control you can control. So that's sort of the way I thought about it. Yeah, and you obviously have conversations with your parents and your grandparents and, and, and just trying to get them to stay safe and whatnot. Um, after Sandy hit, I mean, did they, did they evacuate? Did they have to go to different locations or were they able to stay home at least, but inside? Yeah, they were able to stay home inside. Uh, we, we live, uh, just a bit inland, uh, from, um, we, we, uh, you know, every, everybody in Connecticut was, you know, at our house was okay. We actually had a lot of people from, my friends from New York City, uh, come up for, you know, come up to stay at my house. Because they were evacuated, but nobody in our town was evacuated. Uh, what I said earlier was that the worst, the hardest uh, areas were just along the shore, and uh, unfortunately, we were a little bit inland, so we were we were okay. 
Now, um, obviously, after everything happened, you you know your family's okay. Um, you and Tom and Pat decided, you know, we have to do something. We want to do something. And then, of course, you have the PR department there with Kate and, and, and the, the people in the front office staff. Obviously, you guys can go to them and say, hey, listen, what can we do? Um, and, you know, you talked about Irene and everything, and, and that's the amazing thing. I mean, the flooding here in Binghamton just a, you know, just a year and a half ago, a year ago, you know, with Irene and what happened there, um, you know, I was actually surprised because I, I, I saw what people brought in. I saw what people deno- uh, donated and everything, and yet I, I remember just a year ago, you know, my, my, my family lost everything, and we're, we're kind of, a, you know, my family's kind of lucky with what we have and, and what we can get, and we, d- we didn't need much, but uh, they, they lost their whole house and everything. So, But it's it very compelling to me and the compassion of, of a community here in Binghamton that came together for you guys. You know, you've only been here for about a month and a half, and yet these people came and to help even after just having a big, uh, you know, thing with Irene and, and Lee um, just a year ago themselves. Yeah, it was it was a about it was really an amazing effort by the people here. I mean, you know, you, you didn't really know what to expect as far as the the. Um, Sort of the output of of, of, the, of the people here, the the, the fans, the community, um, uh, as far as you know, donating stuff, supplies, and and you know anything from cleaning supplies to you know uh, sweatshirts. Um, you know, I, I think a large part that's owed to just the character of the community, but also because they've been through you know they've been through hardships themselves, like the flood last year, which I which I heard about. Um, when I first got here, and uh, so I think having gone through that themselves, mm-hmm. they sort of they sort of knew what you know the people down there were going through in a sense, and, and uh, you could really see it reflected in the in the way that <laughs> in the way that they uh, came through for donating a busload. We had a bus full, um, an entire the entire under the bus full of, of supplies and. Uh, most of the bus, you know, where the seats were. So, um, and honestly, it was, you know, it was just amazing. You know, you really didn't know how much there really was until you were actually unloading it. And we, we had enough to drop off at three separate locations down wow. there. Um, and, and, you know, each time we felt like we were really contributing a whole lot. So the, uh, the thanks and, and praise all goes to the people that, um, took the time to drop stuff off at our games and, and, uh, and just come in on their on their on their free time to do that, and uh, I think everybody really re- recognizes that it's a good time, good opportunity to, you know, uh, do a good deed and and help those in need, and and obviously, uh, having been through, like I said, having been through it themselves, they understand that uh, people do uh, appreciate it. So you know, Hugh, you 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 play hockey for a living, you know, that is your job. But this must kind of touch you, kind of like in your heart, pretty pretty strong to see a community, uh, you know, rally around for a, another area of the of the country and, and to help them out. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 a. I think hockey is. It, I think you, you know you, you you know you you use the avenue, you use the you use the platform that we have. I mean, anybody can make a difference. Like, yeah, anybody can come out of the woodwork and and say, hey, I want to. You know, I want to uh, create a you know a, a relief drive. Uh, we just happen to be fortunate enough to have 
something to rally around. I like the you know the Bainton Senators organization and and the good work that they do uh, in town. So um, you know it was great to see fans you know bring stuff uh, to our game last Saturday uh, and, and just and, and, I, and I think you know like you said, playing hockey or not, it's it's an opportunity that. You know, it's, it's our, it's our state. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's not, you're not, you're not, you can never be too far away to make a difference and, uh, or too close for that matter. So I think it's, it's a, it was a great opportunity for, for everybody to come together. And I think it was, it was a success. No, absolutely. Were you surprised? Were you and, you know, Pat and, and Tom surprised on how much stuff there was? You said it was, I mean, it filled the whole busload, but were you guys kind of surprised on how much? Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I mean, you know, we didn't actually, I didn't really quite know how much because obviously we were playing in a game Saturday, but, uh, you know, when we got off, we got out of practice on Tuesday to, to get onto the bus, you just kind of saw the, the amount of stuff where you're like, whoa, like we didn't, didn't really expect there was that much. Um, and then you got on the bus and there's still more stuff on there. So, yeah. and, and, and still, even so, you know, you always look at your, up, you know, there's, it seems like there's you know not a lot of space. But uh, uh, you know, when when we were unloading, like I said, when we were unloading it, we we made probably each like ten to fifteen trips per location. So I mean, uh, it was a lot of unloading, and, and it and it was it was a good feeling for for everybody. So, um, talk about what you guys saw when you guys were down there. I saw some of the pictures that the PR department was were sending out through Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. But talk about what you guys saw. And I, I know for you and Tom, and I mean, I know Eric Greiba, who we'll talk about in a few seconds, because I, you know the, the the guy is a hunter. He's the manliest man you'll ever meet in pro hockey. I mean, he will kill anything that's on four feet or swims. And yet, he but yet he was there with you guys, and 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 I think that's amazing. But talk about what you guys saw. All right. Well, you know, we got on our way down there. We, you know. First of all, I want to say that Tom Severance, the guy, you know, the, our, our equipment manager, he was really the guy who he deserves most of the credit. He he was the guy who one had the idea and two sort of got everything going. He got the he got mm-hmm. the the contacts down there, which was the key thing for us yeah. to have in order to deliver swiftly and uh, uh, and and effectively. So uh, he he had contacts in. Uh, the first place you went to, which is uh, a contact in, in Long, Island, Long Long Beach, and the second place was Bell Harbor, which was just down, basically the, ten miles down the road, and then we finished off at Staten Island. Uh, and so, um, you know, what we saw down there was anything from, I mean, literally, you you drive. I guess I'll start in Long Beach. We drove in there. Um, you know, you got to go through these it's beach streets, kind of, and we're in a huge bus, so. You know, you see, you know, there's obviously, there's no, no more flooding, but you can see the, just the, the flat out destruction of the, of the flooding. Every, every house's bottom floor has been gutted out and basically their first floor is sitting on the sidewalk, if you think about it, because mm-hmm. all the stuff is, there's about an eight foot heap outside of, of like wood, trash, uh, anything you can basically take your living room and just, mosh it around and throw it outside. That's pretty much what happened outside of every house. So that's what you see at first. So when we got down to Bell Harbor, it, uh, it got, uh, really, you start to start to see some pretty eye-opening stuff. I mean, it was completely pitch dark. Um, and, 
you know, we, we got down there, uh, at around six. So it was, it was, you know, dusk had passed and it was completely dark. There was no light. You know, we got down to a church, uh, that we were delivering the stuff at. Um, and we're, mind you, we're going in a huge bus down just completely pitch black streets, which is pretty spooky. You know, when there was light, you could see like a sign that said like, you loot, we shoot. Wow. You know, um, and then we finally got to the church where we were going. There was a huge NYPD spotlight, you know, two unmasked cop cars. And, um, and, um, you know, we got there and, and they were like, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're, we're, you know, obviously we, we told them who we were and they were like, okay. We ended up dropping off a lot of stuff there and we talked to several, uh, cops that were like off duty cops that were there that were basically protecting the church and protecting the pastor from, from looters. Hmm. So that was that was pretty wild. Um, now, what was the response like? What were the response when you came? You guys are coming from upstate New York. You're hockey players, and you're bringing supplies. Yeah. What was the response like? Well, good question. I don't really think. I mean, it was the end of the day, so I think um, for one, you know, the guy that we were um, meeting, you could tell he was tired. You know, he was he had had a long day, so I don't think. Uh, you know, he, he greeted us and he said, listen, uh, that's, thank you so much. You know, we appreciate it. And, you know, this is, I mean, he was just kind of shocked, I think, for one, that we yeah. had a bus full of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and two, he just said, I don't know if I have all, like, we don't have a lot of hands here. You know, everybody's gone home. And we said, no problem. We have plenty of, we have plenty of guys on the bus that are, you know, willing to unload the stuff. Just tell us where to do it. And he, and he said, you know, he was just thrilled. And, and I think it, you know, I think, I think, you know, after such a long day, he just kind of felt a little bit overwhelmed with the, the stuff that we were bringing in. But once, you know, Gribes and, and Patty Canoni and, and Seve got, got off the bus and we were all, you know, out there, he was he was thrilled that we, uh, I guess, had the manpower to yeah. bring all the stuff in, you know. So, uh, so you know, I think the, you know, the cops were a little, cops didn't, didn't even know who we were at first. And they were like, who are, you know, what's going on here? Because we were kind of, by the time we met them, we had, finished up uh, unloading all the stuff and we were you know just hanging around uh, waiting to say goodbye to the, the the pastor and uh you know finally we talked struck up conversation with them and we had a couple laughs and they're good guys they sort of told us sort of what was going on and you know what they've seen so it was, it was uh pretty intense and obviously just uh you know uh that was probably the biggest i think that was the most eye-opening spot and then we, we ended up going to staten island after that and uh made a quick stop at this guy's house. He told us to put some stuff in his backyard, which was sort of fenced off. And uh, and I think the big thing there that you notice is that all the cars are, I mean, it was all the same thing, you know, black, pitch black, nothing, basically nothing going on. Um, and uh, we had a cop car sort of escort us uh, to the neighborhood, to the house, and, uh, and you could see all these cars that were just hanging out there that were, the late, the next door neighbor came out to say hi to us and she said that all of them are ruined and you could see the condensation, you know, that you'd see in a car in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, I went up to like go touch the car and all the condensation was on the inside. Wow. Wow. So I thought that was interesting there. And we're talking like every car on the street was just completely ruined, you know? So that's just, uh, gives you an idea of like the level of the water. She said it was like six feet outside, which was pretty, obviously pretty intense. So, um, and then after that, we shot home. 
Yeah, and you know, one of the things that the Hugh that really amazes me is, is um, first of all, there's a, there's a gentleman that's playing with the team who who wasn't really slated to play with the Binghamton Senators this year, Ben Bishop, and he he said to Ottawa, listen, I want to play. I'll, I'll go play in Binghamton. I have no problem with that. Obviously, Robin's doing really well, so Ben hasn't gotten much playing time. He went with you guys, and then, of course, Eric Grives. I already kind of picked on Grives a little bit earlier in our conversation because, you know, er- you know, when you know Eric Griba and the things that he's into, he he's he's a big hunter. He loves to do that and stuff. And yet, these two guys were the two guys that kind of surprised me that when I found out that they went with you guys. How did that come about? That you know, you know, Eric and, and Ben Bishop went and helped you guys. No, Eric and uh, and Ben both decided on the day of the uh, yeah yeah to, to 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 join the trip, and so. Uh, you know, it was obviously a bit surprising that we had two, two extra guys, but actually if you think about it, those two guys, with those two guys, it's not, not too surprising that we're the guys that, uh, popped up to get involved. You know, Bish was a guy that is just selfless and he's a great guy, great teammate, always brings good attitude, uh, to the rink on and off the ice. He's just a great guy. And, uh, and obviously Grabs, I live with them, the guys front door right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he's a hell of a guy too and, and so um you know those guys were huge to the day i mean you know as i said earlier there's a lot of moving to do so having two big guys uh helped a lot and uh saying like i said this was uh like you said this was kind of right up guys's alley because he's kind of one of those you know he likes to he likes to be in the mix so this was perfect for him no, absolutely. Um, Hugh, let's just talk uh, just quickly uh, about this team so far this year. Uh, you know, five wins on the season, uh, a couple games in overtime, and, and the shootout that you guys have lost, 12 points on the season, but so very close within this division from Syracuse all the way down to Hershey. You know, this is a very close division, but this team is very young, and I think when some of the Swedish or the the European players start scoring, because when they do, this team is going to be able to put five and six goals up almost every single night when those guys start really scoring. This is could potentially be a very good team. No, I mean, with, with, the, with the Swedes and, and the young guys, and, and obviously, uh, you know, Hoffman and Canoni and myself, guys that are, have put up points, uh, you know, we haven't even really gotten it going. So uh, I think that, uh, like you said, you know, when, when we get it going, it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be even more dangerous. But I think right now we're just trying to create an identity that we can stay consistent with. And, um, you know, Luke's been great for us. Uh, he's a guy that you want to play for. So we've just enjoyed, uh, you know, the first part of the season. I think we're really all enjoying each other. So it's, it's got a, it's definitely a really great mix. Well, I, I was at the game, uh, calling the game with Grady Winberg. I was, uh, doing a little bit of color for him on, uh, you know, the game against Wilkes-Barre. I know exactly what this team is made up of, and you know I'm very excited about the rest of the season and and, and whatnot. So, uh, Hugh, thank you very much. And and you know what, uh, you know from the bottom of my heart, it, it's great to see. And I've been around hockey players my whole life, um, and uh, you know playing a little hockey myself when I was when I was a kid and everything. I know the kind of community that is that is that is brought together by hockey because of the way families have to take uh, you know the kids to the games and whatnot and so forth. And to to see what you guys did this past week, it, you know, it, it it really does you know touch a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And, and congratulations on on not you know you know just you know not having to do the efforts, but the the efforts you guys did. Uh, you guys did a phenomenal job this week, and I think a lot of people are proud of you guys. 
Thank, thanks a lot, Bob. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, uh, and thanks to the, you know, obviously the town, the, the community for uh, stepping up. It was great to see and great to be a part of. And uh, thanks again for having me on the show again tonight. Excellent. And uh, he is Hugh Justman, and we'll be right back right after this, right here on the Power Play Post Show. <laughs> 